0: Hey everyone, this is Stacy, and this is Aaron here with our trusty sidekick Carl to introduce you to our brand new podcast. I said, "God damn, woo!" And just so you know, Carl is a dog. He <laughs> is a dog. Sorry, I forgot to mention that he's Aaron's dog, and he's amazing. He's a little stud muffin. Carl, say hi. <laughs> oh, good boy. <laughs> We are two lifelong besties who are here to share with you stories of murder, unsolved mysteries, hauntings that could be paranormal stories, basically any kind of story that makes us say God damn. Exactly. So we thought we'd start this off with something that made us say God damn this week in our lives. So Stacy, yeah. would you like to tell me something that made you say God damn this week? I would love to. So for everybody out there in listener land, I have a two year old son and he is starting to learn how to talk. I mean, he says random words here and there, but he's starting to, like, put the words together. And he's just so cute. I love him. Obviously, I made him. But. She's um, partial. I may or may not allegedly cuss like a sailor, like, in my daily life. And on this podcast as well, you will hear. So if you have sensitive ears or you have children in the car, please do not listen to this. (laughs) Or do, but that's your own discretion. That's true. You are the parent. You get to decide. However, my son may or may not... Have started picking up saying, oh shit. Because <laughs> I say that a lot in my house. <laughs> And so he will be, you know, like playing with something and it falls on the floor and he goes, oh shit. And he says it so casually and normally, like that's a normal reaction that you should have if something goes wrong in your life. Oh, God Yeah, it's not good. But it's super funny to hear this two-year-old say, oh shit. But it's also like, oh, I'm a parent and I have to like correct it. And You're so, not supposed to laugh when they do it. So you don't encourage that behavior. <laughs> exactly. So when it happens, I'm always like, oh yes sit sit and I like try to make him sit or like you know try to change it up so that that's not what he says when he drops things he's like no I dropped something (laughs) (laughs) no oh shit I meant oh shit mom (laughs) you're wrong yeah (laughs) anyway so that's what makes me say goddamn this week man okay so Aaron, what happened this week that made you say goddamn well this week it's actually between me and Carl oh Carl and I depending on you know if you're a grammar person or not oh we no, get it's it. me and carl yeah i wasn't yeah. gonna call you on it <laughs> it's, it's me and carl <laughs> which i jack up all the time too but when somebody else says it then i like do the like could the i stand alone in that sentence yeah thing in my head i always have to think about it sometimes i'll just text my brother and be like does this is this right and he's like no i'm like all right cool he's like i'm so disappointed in <laughs> you yeah. God damn it, I thought I raised you better than this. My brother didn't raise me, but, you know, I grew up with him. At any rate. Yes. So, we got a new neighbor, and, well, they have a little dog. Uh Uh-oh. A little French bulldog. Oh, And it's adorable. Yes. And his name is Bruno. Oh, what a cool name for a dog. Yeah, he yells it, Bruno. Ooh, Bruno. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, I went to let Carl out to go potty, and we have a little fenced-in yard And I guess the other dog was, they do not have a fenced-in yard. And he was outside going potty near our fence. And Carl lost his mind. Of course. He went absolutely bonkers. And I bet he was, like, running along the fence and being like, Hey, what's your name? My name's (laughs) Carl. Hey, hey. Look at me. Look at me. Come here. See all these holes I dug? Other dog. Other dog. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, essentially. But he just wanted to play with him. And he was... He either wanted to play, or he was like, get the fuck off my property. This is my land, and this is where I pee. That could have been it, too. But usually dogs that come up to the fence, he just wants to play with them, but he sounds very aggressive. He was barking quite aggressively, and the other, the owner, the neighbor, was a little bit concerned about that. Oh, I'm sure. He yeah. was, like, terrified. Like, what the hell did we just move next door to? Yeah, like and the Joe's outside. <laughs> Exactly. And they were running up and down the whole fence, which the other dog was, like, instigating him, thinking this is great. And he's, you know, running the whole length of the fence, and Carl's chasing him while barking at him, like, Hey, 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 be my friend. Come play with me. <laughs> Can I just tell you, though, like, your goddamn moment is my everyday life, having my dog at home and the neighbor's dog. Mm. But we have, like, a um, a wood fence so they can't see each other, and they just, like, run in between the cracks and will, like, stop and try to peek in, and then they're, like, <sighs> And then, like, run along, and they freak out, and I just let them go. Yeah. Our neighbors must hate us. They might. I mean, these guys said they're going to put up a fence, but I believe that they're going to connect it to our fence, so this is going to be my everyday life. And it's a chain link fence, so they'll see each other. I, If I were building a new fence, and my neighbor already had an existing fence, I would just connect it. <laughs> yeah. I would, too. I yeah. mean, it's cheaper, but I'm it's just saying. It's cheaper if you're making a square. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be... They're gonna be face-to-face, and Carl is pretty big, so he can, like, look over said fence. Well, maybe they can make, like, a doggy run, or a doggy door, and they can, like, visit each other. Yeah, as long as they're okay with Carl. Carl. <laughs> Which, he has said, we've told him, don't worry, Carl's friendly. Which, like, every owner ever says. Yeah. But yeah. he really is... Well, he yeah, but they say crazy. that until he's, like, ripping out the man's jugular. And then they're like, this is so weird. He <laughs> never acts like this. He's never <laughs> once killed a man. He's never once bitten a jugular. Yeah. I think he'd pretty much just only kill someone if they were, you know, trying to murder me or something. Yeah, that's a good trait to have in a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have him. And also because I love him. He's the best. He's just so cute. We just love you, Carl. Mellow my little step muffin. Um, but the neighbor's terrified of him. We told him, don't worry, he's friendly. And he said, he scares me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so really, your story makes your your neighbor say "Goddamn," oh it kind of does, yeah. yeah, he was probably like, "Goddamn, that's an enormous dog, so we got a three fur yeah, all and right that's uh that's our story for this week. I like it, okay, so are you here to tell me an interesting crime slash mystery slash haunting or something kind of story? Are you ready for I'm this? so ready <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Voice of an angel. I thought so too. (laughs) Okay, so my story this week is about Blair Adams. Okay, Blair Mm -hmm. Adams. That's his first name, which I really like that name. Just a side note. It reminds me of the Blair Witch Project. Ooh. (laughs) It (laughs) reminds me of Gossip Girl? Oh, I didn't watch that. I think it was Gossip Girl. I don't know. One of the main characters is named Blair, and I was like, I want a little girl named Blair, so if you have a little girl, girl, don't name her Blair. That one was. This is a man. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, it's uh, gender neutral, which I'm all about. Yep. With your Aaron name. Yeah, my Aaron name. (laughs) At any rate, he is from British Columbia. Okay. So, Canada. Yes. For all of those in... Geography. Yeah, I suck at geography, so I'm secretly happy you said that, even though as soon as you said Canada, I was like, duh, but you know. Yeah, like obviously. (laughs) Initially, I was like, British Columbia. Mm -hmm. It could have been like, I don't know, somewhere in Cuba, because I'm awful at geography. But it's not. It's in Canada, just in case you're wondering. Well, he was the foreman of a local construction company. A foreman, Mm -hmm. you say? Mm -hmm. So he's a, you know, got a good job. Yeah. To be a foreman? He's pretty like a respectable man. Yeah. Well, he is the foreman. Funny you say that. He is respectable because <laughs> all of his friends and or coworkers said he was very friendly uh-huh. and optimistic and everybody loved him. Nobody had anything bad oh. to say about him. Oh, yeah, this is going to make me sad. Yeah, probably. So he was an all around really good guy. He was a really great guy. However, he did have a history of drug use, but that was, like, in his past because he's 31. He's a grown-ass man now. Do they say what kind of drugs? Because, like, if you're talking, like, pot, like, who hasn't? But if you're, like, crystal meth, it's a little sketchy. They didn't specify, but, yeah, crystal meth would be a little bit more of a (laughs) quote-unquote history. (laughs) A little bit more of an escalation, one might say. I I dabbled in meth, you could say. (laughs) I bet he started with pot since it's considered a gateway drug. Oh, yeah. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> we also live in California, so pot is legal here. Indubitably. And, uh, it's, a, it's no longer a gateway drug, I guess. Oh. Maybe it still is. I don't know. Street Fun. smarts. I bet the gate is just open on drugs and they're like, listen, come through. Come on in. I don't That's- know what I'm getting at there. Come on in. The, the gate is just open now, and so the bar is lower. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You have to start with Coke. and That's going to be the... <laughs> and then we'll be concerned yeah, for your well-being. That'll be the gateway drug. So, in the summer of 1996, Blair began to get anxiety and mood swings and stuff like that, and he was getting insomnia, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. No one really knows, like, what provoked it or anything like that, because he was, like, a perfectly normal dude, and then out of nowhere, he, like, can't sleep. He starts to get paranoid yeah Yeah, he started to get anxiety and yeah exactly he started to get paranoid and his mood swings and stuff were frequent and wild I guess it affected his sleep so bad to where like his mom noticed which they didn't specify whether or not he lived with his mom but yeah but his mom I mean I'm a mom and so are you so you would notice if your son was acting strange yeah like especially after 31 years of knowing him yeah exactly so the mom was Like, like hey It seems like you haven't had any sleep lately. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Exactly. Well, the mom was like, what's up? And he was like, I don't think I should tell you about it. Oh, okay. If my son came at me with that, I would be fucking digging so hard. I'd be like, well, now you're going to have to tell me. Yeah. You have to tell me about it. What is it? Yeah. So then on July 5th, 1996, so that same summer, Uh he took all of his money out of the bank, which oh. was roughly $6,000. That's yeah. shady. Yeah, super shady, right? Okay. He was like, oh, I'm just going to need all this. I'll take all of my possessions and belongings, mm-hmm. my monetary possessions. Yeah, and he <laughs> emptied his safety deposit box, oh. which had... Yeah. What? Well, who has one of those, first of all? But right? Wait, when was this, 96? Yeah. I can't really speak to 96 safety deposit popularity because I was a youngin. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but... I feel like that's like only rich people who have trust funds have safety deposit boxes. Yeah. Or like if I had a safety deposit box, it would be like the deed to my family property or like grandma's cookie recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't want anyone to get their hands on that. It wouldn't have anything of monetary value. And that's because I don't have anything of monetary value. (laughs) I'm poor. Oh, <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> so, he emptied the safety deposit box, and it had thousands of dollars in jewelry and gold and platinum oh. and coins and stuff in there. Yeah. Coins? Yeah, coins. Ooh. I guess they're old coins. I don't know. But he, he put them a... very safely uh-huh. in his black fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> a fanny pack? Because 1996. Yes. Oh, my God. Do you think... Okay, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Questions. Go on. Do you think he walked into this bank... With his fanny pack, mm-hmm. and he opens the submarine vault door, and when the door opens, right in the center, there's like safety deposit boxes all over the walls, right. Mm-hmm. But in the center, there is one, and it's in a glass case with a light shining down on it. And he walks over, and he's like, "This is mine." Oh yeah. And then he like opens it with the key, or the worker opens it with the key, and but it's like, like two like, keys because it's super secure. Right? Oh, good point. Yeah, like. The worker has a key, and then Blair has a key, and they have to unlock it simultaneously, Mm -hmm. and, like, it opens like a lotus blooming. (laughs) Inside are his precious metals, and then he just, like, opens his fanny pack, which is attached to his belly. Oh, he's definitely wearing it. yeah. Yeah. And then he just, like, opens it up and then slides his hand across the safety deposit (laughs) box and scoops them all into his fanny pack. Like you would take puzzle pieces off a table. Exactly. (laughs) But, like, right into his fanny pack, all of his precious... Jewelry, And then he just zips and, like, turns around and walks out and says, Good day, sir. Yes. That's probably exactly what happened. Okay. So he empties all of his money out, and he gets all of his stuff out of his safety deposit box, Mm -hmm. put it in his money pack. And then, on July 7th, 1996, so just two days later, he tries to enter the United States through the Canadian-U.S. border by ferry. Oh. Oh, you can enter by ferry? Uh, Apparently. Oh, you know, I think (laughs) I knew somebody who, like, had a bus or something, and they took the ferry across to... Either enter the Canadian border or the U.S. border, but that's a thing. Like people will like drive their cars onto a ferry, and then it was okay. It also says that border patrol was like, "Dude, I can see all your cash and valuables and stuff inside your car, and that's suspicious as fuck." And I was like, "How is he entering by ferry with a car?" But you just explained that. So oh, that makes a lot of sense. But so they didn't let him in then. No, no. They were like, you're a drug mule. Because I can see all of your jewelry and your valuables. (laughs) Like, why do you have those out on the passenger seat, I guess? And that is typical behavior of drug mules. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So then the next day, Blair goes into work and he quits his job. Oh. And then he buys a plane ticket to Frankfurt, Germany. Oh. Which, like, he's just trying to get out of Canada, I guess, because he was trying to go to the U.S. and then he's trying to go to Germany, I guess. This guy's kind of erratic right now. Yeah. And the plane ticket is leaving the next day. Oh, he's really erratic. Yeah. He's making irrational decisions. Yeah. He's just for the moment, like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So then, right after he booked the flight, he showed up unannounced to a friend's house in a panic and oh. asked her to get him across the border because someone was after him and trying to kill him. Oh my gosh so he doesn't even wait till the next day to go to Germany. He's like running to his friend like that night after he buys the ticket he runs to his friend and is like fuck get me out of here. Yeah. Okay yeah. clearly he was trying to skip town real quick. Yeah he was like right this right plane point. ticket is gonna take too long to get because oh, no. it's the next day and so I got to get out of here now so he goes to this lady and he's like help me and she can't help him so she's like I can't help you and he leaves so then the next day July 9th at the airport he refunds his ticket okay so he's like psych yeah Weird. I love that he traveled to the airport though to refund like never mind Yeah. Do you think he got there and he was like, let's go. And then while waiting there, he's like, nope, this is going to take too long. I don't know. It didn't Hmm. specify that. But he went there and he refunded his ticket and then he rented a car, drove back to the border. Oh. And this time he got across. Oh, he got into the U.S. Yeah. I guess he didn't have, he learned and he didn't have all of his jewels on the seat, I guess. Yeah. Then you're not suspicious. Which, by the way, I love that you can just like come back after a couple days of being denied entering the border and then like a different person could be on duty a different border patrol person and they'd just be like yeah come on in only if you're in canada (laughs) that's america (laughs) so at any rate he drives to the seattle airport and buys a ticket for the first flight out which happens to be going to washington dc Oh, across the country. Yeah, and it's a one-way ticket, which a little bit of a side note, the lieutenant that was investigating this case said that he bought this one-way ticket for $770, but Mm -hmm. he could have bought a round-trip ticket for like $300. Oh. like, this guy was just not making good decisions. No. I mean, mean, if you're not going to come back, you might as well not spend all your money. So he ends up going to Washington, D.C., which lands early Wednesday, July 10th at 6.30 in the morning. Okay. He rents a car from there and drives to Knoxville, Tennessee. God damn, this guy's just like fucking traveling the yeah. U.S. He's going to say world, but he hopping didn't. Hopping around. He well, didn't. I mean, countries. So that's about 500 miles away from oh, Washington, D.C. Oh my gosh, D.C. that is a mini road trip right yeah. there. Which, like, you didn't want to just wait for the, like a flight to Tennessee. You or- couldn't. Why didn't you just fly from Seattle to Tennessee? That was your destination. Oh,
1: like you didn't want to just wait
0: for that flight or what? But he was trying to get the next flight out. Yeah, he just went next flight. I don't know if Tennessee was like his end game or Uh anything. But here we go. So in Knoxville, he stops at a gas station to fill up, and then he starts having some car troubles. In oh yeah, on a road trip. Yeah, on a road trip. That's not good. Nobody wants car troubles on a road trip. Does he have AAA? Did not specify. But he did have the attendant of the gas station there, who he was like, Hey, man, can you help me figure this shit out? And the attendant was able to identify the problem super quickly. Ooh, somebody who needs a pay raise. Mm -hmm. Also a mechanic. Want to know what the problem was? Yes, I do. I'm dying to know. Well, he locked himself out of his car. Oh, okay. uh Uh-huh. And and he was driving a Toyota. Wait, that was the whole problem? Yeah. That was his car trouble. (laughs) Yeah, that was his car trouble. He locked himself out of his car, but Uh he was driving a Toyota, and he was... He had a Nissan key that he was trying to unlock the car with. What? Yeah. What? And so he couldn't unlock it, and the attendant was like, this car doesn't go to this key. Or was there somebody at the gas station driving a Nissan with a Toyota key, and they were like, hey, man, I'm having car troubles. (laughs) I, too, am having car troubles. (laughs) (laughs) They did not specify that. They just said, like, hey this key doesn't go to that car. And so then they looked in like the surrounding areas and he looked on his person and his pockets and stuff and they couldn't find the Toyota key anywhere. Oh, weird. Right? Okay. Well, so then Blair Adams is like, all right, man, I'll just get this car towed to a nearby motel and I'll stay there until the rental car place can make me a new key right oh okay so he's making a rational decision yeah okay that sounds sounds like a good plan sound so then he's caught on camera in the motel lobby he enters and exits five different times in the span of an hour oh like as soon as he gets there he's like goes in and he's like oh i don't know man and then he leaves and then he goes in and i guess he was acting super erratic and stuff so then the um what would you call her the secretary lady, the receptionist lady. Oh, yes, the hospitality manager. Yes, the hospitality <laughs> manager. She. I learned, is, that, I learned th- that word from you. <laughs> this, it's a good word. Just to give you proper credit. You can major credit. in it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, just to give you proper credit. Oh, thank you. The mm-hmm. hospitality manager. <laughs> she, or this is a quote from the receptionist lady. The best way to describe him would be paranoid, nervous, agitated, expecting someone to come in on him even though there wasn't anybody there. Oh. I don't know who he was waiting for, but he was waiting for somebody to walk in for him. Oh, my God. So he kept, like, turning around and looking back at the door, like, oh, someone behind me. This guy can't even hide that he's freaked the fuck out. Yeah, like, he's stressed out. And he's in Knoxville. Like, how does anyone know that he's there? Nobody knows he's there. Like, he's... Yeah fluttered all across now. fluttered he's been <laughs> yeah. jumping town yeah. it makes me a little sad that multiple people encountered him and thought like oh this isn't normal behavior or this is kind of weird but no one did anything about it yeah. you know they're just kind of like oh this fucking weirdo but what would you do about it i don't i like i feel like if i were the hospitality manager receptionist secretary <laughs> lady i'd be like are you okay is everything okay but I guess if he were like, yeah, everything's fine, I'd be like, "Yeah, you, you too, sir, have a good day. But if he were like, no, someone's following me, I'd be like, let me call the cops, because I think you need help. And if he were like, no, 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 I'd for sure call the cops. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So she was just but like, But he would have to, like, it. tell her about it, like, someone's following me or something, which so far he's only told, like, his friend, friend that, yeah, yeah someone's true. trying to kill him. Which that's... maybe she should have been more active, but I guess he can't blame people. So then he rents a room, he pays $100, and doesn't wait for his $50 in change. What? Yeah. This, like, guy? this This guy's just got money to burn. Blowing it. <laughs> blowing it. I want to be a part of this black fanny pack handout. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I will take your donations. Yes. And By the way, this will be $100. Yeah. <laughs> I will hang out with you and be your bodyguard for... $100. We would be the worst bodyguards. We would just annoy the people to death. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We could do that. <laughs> Maybe we'd be the best. Yeah. You would be the worst because any kind of emergency, you do nothing. <laughs> that's fair. That's real fair. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be the bodyguard and you can be my hype man. Oh, yeah. I'll totally hype you up. Okay, I do. will be like, you need to save them. And do I'll, something. And I'll do like a bunch of like like chest pumps. Uh. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'll intimidate everybody um, who is messing with my client Yeah And they'll run away scared Ooh client All I'll chest pump mm. And then you're gonna be like Back the fuck up Cause and you're a yeah. hype man And you'll be like Hold me back And I'll be like Okay. (laughs) Blair really needed us. (laughs) He leaves the lobby at 7.37 p.m. And it's presumed he never enters the room or the hotel again. What? Yeah. So they got like a free night's pay out of this man. And they didn't even have to like clean the room or anything. Well, they got like a free two-night's pay because he didn't even wait for his $50 and change. Oh, that's a really good point. Math is hard. Okay, yeah. yeah. Two-night's pay. God. And that was the last time he was seen alive. Oh, no. Yeah. Not Blair. Not Blair! I'm so invested in him! I know, (laughs) he's such a nice, respectable foreman. He was! So then on July 11th, 1996, which is the next day, some construction workers of an unfinished motel about half a mile from the motel that he was staying at Uh find his body in the parking lot. No! In the parking lot? Yeah, he did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, here is the crime scene. Are you ready for this? I am on the edge of my goddamn seat. What happened to Blair? Well, his shirt was ripped open. Okay. <laughs> his pants were removed. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Both socks were inside out. Oh. Inside out? Inside out. That's weird. Is real weird. Were they on him? Or it were they on the ground? Doesn't specify that. I thought they were on him. If they're on the ground, that's not as weird. Because, like, when I rip my socks off, they go inside out. You're a monster. I'm not a monster. How do you take your... You, like, daintily slip your little toesies out <laughs> yeah. so that they stay... Because I don't want to flip them right side out after the laundry. So That is a very valid point, and I'd like to say that I do the same because every time I'm folding laundry, I'm pissed mm-hmm. that that happens. But that happens more with my pants. Because my socks, I honestly just leave inside out and, like, pair them together. And then when I have to go put them on the next morning, I flip them inside right. She's looking at me like I'm a monster. You take your pants off inside out. Oh, oh wait. So that's another thing is they said that um, – the way that his pants were removed was as if somebody else had removed them not as if he had removed them himself what does that mean Uh, i assume it means that he removed them inside out which is why i was looking at you like you're a fucking monster oh like because somebody else removed them yeah because like if you were to grab someone's pants from the waist and pull down they would like flip inside out i would imagine okay so for sure that happens to me when i remove my own pants they flip inside out but i'm wearing skinny jeans i wonder what kind of jeans blair was wearing it was 1996, so they were probably baggy. Maybe they were Jinko jeans. <laughs> Wait, even if they were baggy, though, if somebody else were pulling them off, maybe it's like a bit of frenzy or whatever. But Ooh. if you were wearing skinny jeans, uh huh, wearing skinny jeans in the heat is like wearing a second skin. It's fucking miserable. That's true. I don't know what... It was the summer, you said. It was the summer. So it could have been really hot. And if I needed to get those fucking skinny jeans off fast enough and I had my socks possibly over the cuffs of my skinny jeans which who wears them like that but okay that was for sure a thing in the 90s in where the you ne- wore, uh, where you wore your socks up high i don't know over, over your, skinny your pants <laughs> i don't know about that part but yeah. if i ripped them off fast enough because i was hot i could flip my fucking socks inside out i don't know that you would be hot at night in a parking lot outside i also wouldn't be taking my skinny jeans off <laughs> probably not hot but. at <laughs> night in a parking lot <laughs> whether it's hot or cold <laughs> that's fair <laughs> so then scattered around him uh-huh is about four thousand dollars in Canadian, American, and German currency. Oh. So, so, like, where he was from, where he is, and where he was potentially going the first time he booked his exactly. flight? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All oh. of the places that he had or was going to try and be traveling. At any rate, it was scattered around his body. So, like, if somebody killed him, they didn't rob him. Yeah. yeah. This wasn't, like, a robbery. His fanny pack, his infamous fanny pack. Yes. Was found with the golden jewels still there. On him? At the scene. They didn't say that it was oh, on okay. him or not because, like, his pants were removed, so it'd okay. be weird if he was just wearing a shirt <laughs> that was ripped open and a fanny pack, but, <laughs> I mean, to each his own. But it was still there. Okay. So the Toyota car keys that had mysteriously been missing yes. were found about 10 feet from his body. What? Yeah. How? Right? They were missing. So maybe, like, someone at the gas station <gasps> while he was getting gas, like, I don't know, switcherooed his keys. Oh! <gasps> Or maybe it was a guy that was like hunting him, which I don't know how you hunt someone in 1996, but I don't know either because there wasn't like social media. Yeah, okay, that's weird. Maybe like Snapchatting. The key... I'm at a gas station, lock my keys out of my car. <laughs> yeah, come kill me. Um, maybe his Toyota key was in his fanny pack. hmm, maybe because I have lost shit in my purse that I don't really carry around, but when I do have a purse i lose shit in there all the time and i'll dig and swear and that i found it or not that i found it but i'll dig and swear that it's in there somewhere and never find it and then later i open it up to go get something else and there's my fucking chapstick or whatever i was looking for right at the goddamn top later you like slam on your brakes in your car and your purse flies forward and that's the only thing that flies out of it my chapstick <laughs> yeah like the universe <laughs> like, we are looking for the universe is like found here it. it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, but usually if I'm driving and I slam on my brakes and my purse flies forward, it's just like a shit ton of tampons that fly out. Yeah, that's fair. every time I shove more tampons into my purse, just in case, because you never want to be somewhere and bleeding Mm -hmm. like a stuffed pig. (laughs) So I have way too many tampons (laughs) in there. That's true. I just got a new purse, though, so mine is free of the standard one tampon unwrapped <laughs> yeah fucking <laughs> like bottom of the bag tampon <laughs> that's when you know you're desperate <laughs> don't you'll, use those please don't use, use those yeah. so a number of cuts and bruises were found on him he had a defensive wound on his hand oh no mm-hmm. but the cause of death was a hard blow to his abdomen that ruptured his stomach okay what the fuck yeah <gasps> Ew. oh yeah that's a thing i guess who knew that was a thing who knew i imagine it would have to be a very hard blow to your stomach i'm gonna throw up why Why? well i don't know someone to kill him that's why maybe it was like somebody with a baseball bat (gasps) could have been like a louisville slugger (laughs) (laughs) there was my god yeah that's a terrible way to die i feel like that would take a long time to die i feel like that would take a long time to die like internal bleeding type stuff oh but there was no sign of sexual assault cuz his pants were off so i mean i guess they oh, to check for that oh that's actually very interesting why would they rip his pants off i don't know he wasn't like how yeah. do they know he wasn't assaulted cuz he's like a dude i mean his beehole was intact i guess <laughs> oh that's actually a really good point i was thinking like somebody like ripped his pants off and then tried jerking him off or something <laughs> oh the mysterious jerker <laughs> the serial jerker that's so weird <laughs> That would be really weird. <laughs> <That's> slightly embarrassing <laughs> that I didn't think of you know the other ways. Yeah, I guess. I yeah. mean, they, I guess somebody could have jerked him, but there wasn't like residue on him. What kind of residue would there be? <laughs> uh, well, I guess his own semen. Or, oh, like, that's that's true. But like, jergens. what if he just never? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jergens, <laughs> Lubriderm. <laughs> if you're gonna be a serial jerker <laughs> or wanker, offer. Then you need to be carrying around some Lubriderm. Yeah, you're like a courteous joker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there was also no drugs or alcohol in his system. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, he had that history of drug use or whatever but he wasn't oh that's actually interesting so then like all obviously his paranoia was true because something happened to him and he didn't rupture his own stomach and give himself defense wounds well yeah some of the theories were like well maybe it was suicide but he had a defensive wound and his friends and family and stuff were like he wouldn't have killed himself what a terrible way to commit suicide yeah that sounds pretty awful i don't know how you hit yourself so hard in the stomach that you kill yourself what but then another theory would have been an accident, like if it was a hit and run or something. <gasps> oh, that's a good point because they're in a parking lot, so yeah. a car could be driving there. Yeah. Oh. However, uh. the injuries were not consistent with a hit and run. They were more consistent with a beating. So oh, yeah. he was definitely murdered. What did he do to get murdered? We don't know. Ugh. So God damn. It wasn't a robbery, though, and it wasn't a drug deal gone bad because he had all of this money around him. Like, a, a drug dealer wouldn't just be like, whatever, I don't need that, it's fine. Yeah, they a drug would for sure would take it. that shit. Yeah. Be like, I'm gonna buy so much crystal meth with this. Yeah, or whatever his drug of choice would have been. Yeah. Um, oh. And they said, like, I guess he could have been hunted, but in 1996 there wasn't social media. Like, you're not up to date on live streaming where you are all the time, so how would someone follow him from Canada to... Knoxville. What if? Uh-huh. Go on. What if he was killed by a hitman and whoever hired the hitman was like, make it look like an accident. So they were going Ooh. for the hit car thing, but like m- medicine is smarter than that and they can tell that he was actually beat. Yeah. But wh- this still raises the point, like what did this very respectable man do to have somebody want... Oh, we just don't know. And we're never going to know. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I have. Unless somebody knows anything about this and you're listening to this, could you please tell us? <laughs> Maybe tell the police. Yeah. Probably tell the police first. Because it's still open. Like, it's a cold case, but it's not closed. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. How fucking weird. Yeah. It creeps me out. Yeah. I don't like it. No. Mm-mm. I just wanted to know why he was, so, like, he was paranoid how what did he think was happening? Like, why yeah. was he paranoid? Was, yeah. did he have like signs that someone was watching him or were they getting threats? Like, yeah. What was happening to make him know that somebody was after him or that he yeah, should be paranoid? Or make him or... think that. And he wasn't on drugs or anything. So like, I guess it could have been like a psychosis or something. Hmm. Um, they said that there was a history of mental illness in his family, but oh, oh okay. this all came about in one summer. So that'd be a really quickly onset. Yeah. Like, I don't know, schizophrenic or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it might be. Yeah. And no, actually I heard a thing recently on NPR and there's not actually evidence that points to mental illness being a factor of causing a crime or a murder or suicide. I don't know about suicide, suicide. It might be, but like, if you like, you're not more likely to commit a murder or a crime just because you have mental illness. Hmm. All right. I literally just saw my reflection in the mirror and I got scared. (laughs) (laughs) who's behind you (laughs) someone's back there (laughs) there's a mirror behind me guys and Erin just saw her own reflection and it doesn't look like me because my hair is up and it's weird (laughs) I bet it's hard to see too because there's a window behind you so the like bright light I'm just a silhouette of like an alien looking head (laughs) and it's scary (laughs) surprised you're not terrified looking at me (laughs) I mean I have been but we're also telling terrifying stories so there's that so Stacy yes would you like to tell me a story I would. Okay. I'm so excited. So I'm going to tell you the story of John Lang of Fresno, California. I have not heard this one. Okay. Well, he was a 50 year, 51-year-old male from Fresno, and this happens in January of 2016. So it's Ooh. pretty recent. Yeah, really recent. So this John guy, he was kind of like an activist of sorts, and he would find things that were risque or... Ooh you know he would like call people out on their shit
1: Mm -hmm. in blogs so he was kind
0: of an asshole yeah but like it's true like he was like yo don't do this shit it's fucked up stop doing it oh and it kind of got him into some trouble one of the people or peoples that he targeted was the fresno police department (gasps) okay that's probably not someone you want to mess with but all right i know right but he uncovered that they were doing this like license plate scanning scam where they would go to poor neighborhoods and they would go to like the retail stores like Avon's or a grocery store or Target or Walmart, and they would drive through the parking lot and they would scan the license plate, like enter in the numbers. And anytime they would get a hit on an outstanding warrant or ticket or something of a criminal nature, mm-hmm. they would then wait outside of the parking lot. And when the person would drive away, they would follow him or her a couple blocks and then pull them over and say that they happened upon their car and they found that they had this outstanding warrant and then they would ticket them or whatever and this was to like increase revenue and stuff within the How did he know that they were doing that? I don't know, but it was true. They really were doing it. That's fucked up. And I guess I allegedly from the things I've read it's like a known thing that the Fresno Police Department is corrupt or was oh no. corrupt yeah in 2016 that's not that long ago i know it's so messed up so that's shady as the, fuck exactly and so i guess the thing he cut this like license plate scamming thing it's not technically illegal that i know of but it is considered unethical and kind of like profiling that's what right? i was gonna say it's like profiling yeah yeah, yeah. so it's fucked up so uh-huh. he called them on it And he said that once he started doing that, he started to notice, like, police activity outside of his home, and he felt like he was being followed and being harassed by the police. Okay. So John puts cameras on the outside of his house to monitor all this shady police activity he claims that's going on. And on his cameras, he captures some interesting things. (gasps) He actually has a YouTube channel, and it has about 17 videos on there, but I'm only going to mention... A couple of them. The ones that I thought were, like, shady and interesting. Okay. So, on one of them, he captures the police department. The police department? The whole department. (laughs) All of them. They were all there. There was, like, two or three cruisers. There were, like, a thousand police officers outside his house. (laughs) Who sent a thousand of us? (laughs) There are too many of us here. (laughs) Who's on guns? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, one of the videos, there's a handful of cruisers Like, three or two or three cruisers outside with a handful of policemen, officers. And they're parked outside of his home, and they're kind of, like, just standing around facing his house, as if they're looking at it for some reason. They're just, like, loitering out there? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But they're not, like, waving their guns around very dramatically or, like, threatening him. They're just out there kind of to show, like, intimidation. Oh, okay. So they're just like, hey, we know where you live. Yeah, we see, you see us. We're watching you watch us. Exactly. And then in another video, he sees a cop walking along his fence and he has this wrought iron fence and he happens to have a dog as well. hmm Who Carl would love. Oh. <laughs> Carl's like, no, don't come near my fence. We've already yeah. talked about fences and other dogs. Okay, so he has this wrought iron fence with this dog in his yard and there's this police officer who's walking a German shepherd, allegedly a police dog, mm-hmm. and the cop is conditioning oh. John's dog. To be familiar with the The German shepherd dog and the German shepherd exactly. Okay. So that if he were to ever like break into his house or something, he wouldn't have to deal with the dog. The dog wouldn't like attack him. The dog would be like, "Hey, what's up, man? I know you. You have another dog." I'm side note. I'm kind of slightly terrified that like someone would do that to Carl. Yeah. Because he goes in the yard and stuff, and I mean, yeah. If you got past the scary barking and the scary face. I'm afraid that someone would be like, oh, he's cool, and then make friends with him, and then come in and kill me. And he'd be like, where's my ham? Ah, yeah. (laughs) Hey, man, you always bring me ham. Yeah. (laughs) And then another video, it's just, like, common... Like, he lives on a busy street, and so there's a lot of cars driving by all the time. Okay. And in in this particular video, nothing exciting happens, but there is, like, a 20-minute gap in the actual footage. So... It's just cars driving by, and then halfway through, it stops and picks up right back like 20 minutes later. So, okay. in the footage, you see a car driving halfway across the screen, and then it jumps to like another car and another lane driving away. Okay. And he thinks that like the police department accessed his system somehow remotely and what? like, yeah, and like turned the cameras off so that they could get into his house. <gasps> Okay. And then, like, turned them back on or deleted the footage or, like, maybe of them, like, house. walking up or whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that's, like, shady as fuck. Yeah, it's an unexplainable gap. I said goddamn. Exactly. <laughs> and then another thing. I want to know, did he ever go out and, like, hey, what are you guys doing out here? Like, confront them? Because Brandon would, would go out and be like, why are there cops out here? Like, what's up, guys? Hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah. I wouldn't, but Brandon would. I don't know if he ever did. I did read in some of his, like, writings that... I guess they like harassed him on the street, like he was like mowing the lawn or something and he says they were harassing him. Like Like catcalling him? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cut that grass. I watched the video though because in his comments he would write like harassing me and obviously a police officer and then I would watch like that particular one where he's Mm -hmm. mowing the grass and I'm like, it's not obvious that he's harassing you at all, it just looks like some guy walking by. Oh. And then he like stands up. So he's considering harassment like just being there. Yes. existing I so guess. they're just existing there and he's like harassment i get yeah i yeah, okay. i mean like some of the shit is really weird like this last video i'm gonna mention mm-hmm. it shows a van pulling up outside of his house and the slider door opens in the oh, back god damn it i hate those vans yeah it's like a raper van yeah and then there's a dude with a camera on a rig in the back of the van and he's filming this the, he's filming john's house like a ghetto google streets <laughs> it is like a ghetto google streets exactly <laughs> And in the front seat, there's a driver and it looks like he's talking on his phone, like on speakerphone. But you know, like when you're driving and you have the phone on speakerphone and you think it's called hands-free just because it's on speakerphone, but really you're still holding Mm. it. Yeah. The people that try and get away with that, but it's still not hands-free and you're obviously talking on your phone. Yeah. It's like up by your face, like you're eating a slice of pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're just (laughs) going to eat your phone. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a guy in the front doing that. So he thinks that... Um, the police department come up and film him and there's somebody feeding back information to a third party. The driver is feeding back information to a third party saying oh. if he's there or not. Like, hey, he's in the window checking out this sweet van that we have driving by. Well, not even in the window. Mm. He thinks that mm. this camera is a thermal imaging camera. Oh, God damn it. Right? What? <laughs> Who just has those? First of all, I guess the police department might. I don't really know what they're equipped with. I don't either. And I don't know what one looks like, but this thing looks fucking weird. It doesn't look like just like a standard camera in my infinite knowledge of cameras. Yeah, which is your phone camera. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Ah, yes. It doesn't look like just a lens. (laughs) He wasn't just holding up an iPhone. Okay. Well, (laughs) I mean, it was 2016. Yeah. No, it was was like a legit camera on a rig thing. Anyway. And so he thinks that the police department were checking to see if he was in his house, and here's why he thinks that they want to get access to his house so bad. Mm-hmm. He's convinced that they're trying to break in and set him up on charges. Oh. And here are the two charges he listed. Okay. The first one is they think that he they're trying to bust him for the use of false emission stickers on jet skis. Okay. know <laughs> what the fuck? Because, <laughs> I mean, isn't that like a $25 ticket, and I- then you just the real emissions ticket i don't actually thing. have a jet ski and i don't, I don't know either. how he would know this like did he did he go out to his garage and he was like these stickers aren't mine <laughs> <laughs> these aren't the ones i purchased somebody must have broken. in this and just kind of seems like a way to uh like get away with not having up-to-date tags is that the same thing as emission stickers is tags i guess I don't, a car. I don't own jet ski i don't either but either way, they would have to wait for him to go jet skiing, and then they'd be like, aha, got him. <laughs> yes. Well, was it summer? The moment we are waiting for. Does it he go January. jet skiing? Oh, well, they're going to have to wait a while. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Okay, and then the other thing, which is, like, even more intense, is he thinks that they are trying to bust him for child porn, <laughs> and that What? I know. And he genuinely thinks that, like, this gap in time on the cameras and stuff, that the cops busted into his home and copied his hard drive to get a good game plan for an arrest so that they can charge him with like child porn possession. So they could Did he in. have child porn possession? It didn't say but I think he also thinks they're going to break in again and put child porn on there. Like they broke in one time and they were like let's get to know this guy's hard drive. This like, is really speculative. Yeah, he sounds a little crazy. Yeah, right? he does sound a little crazy. He sounds like my guy. A little paranoid. A yeah, little, but little messed up. I agree 100%. But what's weird is there's like video footage to support that he could or could not be being harassed i mean there's video footage to support that people exist in his neighborhood but that the <laughs> thing i mean it's fucking weird for a van to pull up and a camera be faced at you and that's then also fair. for a police officer to be walking his dog in quote unquote conditioning and also mm-hmm. for random police cops to be outside and staring at your house yes <laughs> those police cops <laughs> <laughs> those police cops Police yeah, officers I, I guess that's that's true that's a little bit weird John thinks that the police are going to copy his hard drive so that they can get a good game plan to go in again to his house to break in again and then put child porn on his computer. This seems like a kind of sketchy cover-up for someone who has child porn on their computer. Right? (laughs) I agree. It is super weird. Because otherwise that's just really, like, uh, far-fetched. I agree 100%, and he sounds crazy, but also there's, like, actual video footage that you can go watch that backs up some of his claims. Hmm... Right? Yeah. So it's weird that like a van would pull up and start recording your house with this quote unquote thermal imaging camera. Yeah, that's super weird. And then it's weird that like cops would be outside like loitering outside your home to intimidate you after you have done this obviously public bashing of them saying Mm. like uncovering this scam and they're known to be corrupt. So it's not that it's far-fetched that that's the specific plan that the police department is going with but it's not far-fetched that this man was obviously being harassed okay yeah that's fair in my opinion they're still present outside of his home which isn't necessarily something that they should be yeah and there's like weird shit going on with his cameras i still feel like he should have gone out and been like hey guys yeah what's up Okay. John goes in and he files a complaint within with internal affairs. Okay. That's perfect. That's exactly what he should have done. Yes. Because I was like, why isn't he, like, making any kind of, I don't know, call the cops? Yeah. <laughs> motion about this. Like, either go out and talk to the cops, like, hey, man, why are you here? Or, yeah. like, call their superior and be exactly. like, hey, man, why are they here? So that's basically what he does. He Good. talks or files a complaint with internal affairs, which supposedly they're not supposed to report any thing That gets reported against them to the police department. Like, internal affairs is not allowed to tell police officers that there's been a complaint filed against them. That sounds right, yeah. Or who filed the complaint or anything. Yeah. But they did. Oh. Everybody in the police? God yeah. Damn. They all knew. All the officers knew. Okay, so after he files this complaint to internal affairs, he gets a Facebook post. This is John's claims. Okay. He claims that he gets a Facebook post from a cop with a known alias. So, it's not like the cop's Facebook that he goes on and it's not like Chris Brown. And then Chris Brown posts on John Lang's Facebook. Okay. It's like Chris motherfucking Brown. Oh. You know, like okay. an alias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a nickname. Like yeah. it's not actually this guy, but it's this like guy. Cup Cop alias Facebook posted on John's Facebook that says, First rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. You should know this, Mr. Lang. Oh, Jesus. After he files that thing with internal affairs. Okay. Mm hmm. So he's like, fuck. We know that you did this. Yeah. I see you seeing me. Ah, uh, goddamn. Yep. And then Facebook activity gets real interesting on John Lang's page. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. So January 14th. Uh huh. John posts just wanted to give you guys a heads up if anything happens to me in the next day or two it will be the result of Fresno Police Department my neighbor and an employee at my job Payless brakes and tires on Blackstone okay so John thinks that not only is hit is are the Fresno Police Department after him, but also weirdly, his neighbor, and also an employee at Payless Brakes and Tires, which is like works. his coworker. Then, yeah, okay, I, maybe he was a manager. And that seems kind of weird, but I do remember reading randomly that he had posted a report that was complaining, saying that the cops had gone up to his coworkers and said he was being investigated for child pornography so like tell us about him oh god so, so he's like turning his coworkers against him well i think he's like yeah like the cops are turning his co yeah. against him so he's like my co gonna kill me because child pornography is like an insane charge right um yes however i don't think i would kill someone if i found out that they had child porn mostly because i'm not a murderer i was gonna say that's because you're sane yeah. <laughs> this guy doesn't seem very sane. Like, what he's saying is, but like, like his ba- employee or his coworker person probably wasn't going to murder him either. Exactly. But again, yeah, that's because okay. you're sane. <laughs> <laughs> that's this fair. guy doesn't seem very sane. <laughs> he seems. I mean, like I said, he's got some evidence, but he also seem, It seems pretty far fetched. Some of the things he's claiming. So then, January fifteenth, his Facebook posts is to a reporter called, and his name is Corin Hoggard. And I guess he's like a reporter with a local news station, like ABC News or something. Okay. And John says, "Corin, you want some news? Corrupt Fresno cops are going to try and kill me this weekend, possibly tonight. Oh, Jesus. This is no joke. Please follow up on my story regardless of what happens or what version the cops and the Fresno Bee come up with. Please check out JodyMurray.com and my YouTube. And just so you know, the Fresno Bee is, like, another reporting, online reporting article. It might actually be a publishing, like, an actual physical publish, too. But just so you know, that's what he's referring to. Okay. So, regardless of what the media reports or what the cops say, check it out. Okay. So, he's going to die this weekend. Or tonight. That's what he's claiming. Yeah. Okay. Maybe tonight. That's... That was January... Scary. ...15th. January 16th at 730, he posts a video... Of people that he thought were going to kill him. Side note, he made it through the night. Woo! He didn't. He survived. (laughs) Fucking liar. John Lang, why you gotta lie? (laughs) You know, fucking up. you're fucking up Corrin's stories. He was just predicting, and he's not a mind reader. No. Or a psychic. He's got some time to work on it. Well. (laughs) Or does he? Yeah. (laughs) So January 16th at 7.30, he posts a video of people that he thought were going to kill him. And in his post, he says, If I turn up missing or dead tomorrow, remember this van. And it's a shot of, like outside of his house from one of his cameras from outside the house okay I think i seen a couple of guys sneak out the side door and into a building when it was parked in the carport this afternoon I've been causing the city of Fresno a lot of problems recently which I now regret and then it shows the video and in the video it is literally just a carpet cleaning van parked right outside his house and there's a dude like out standing outside and then the last part of his post says sign on the door says guaranteed carpet cleaning Fresno so he's like, these people are faking to be, like, they're cleaning the carpets around here. But I think I saw somebody come out of the back of the van and run into the building next door to me. Like, the empty build. I guess it was an empty building next door. Who lives next to an empty building, first of all? I know. Second of all, so it's kind of like the, you know, I'm delivering flowers, but really I'm here to murder you. Like, yeah. Terminator. Yeah. Ooh. Smell this. Bitch. All right. Smell yeah. this, bitch. <laughs> um, Does this smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Also... Maybe by empty building, he means just, like, empty house. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's not right next door. And we'll never know. We won't. I guess we could just go, like, look on Google Streets what his house is next to. Ghetto Google Streets. Hey, listeners. If you're so inclined, check out what kind of building is next door to John Lang's house. You can Google the address. It's on, like, all the reports. And then send us a picture, because we're I'll, too lazy to google right now yeah i want to know what the fuck's up with that yeah. and then i'll forget later so and then i'll be like why don't we have this picture of this random ass building <laughs> <laughs> okay so 10:50 p.m on january 16th he also posts on facebook anyone want to crash at my pad tonight must be a legal gun owner i think the bad guy may come and get me tonight oh my god yeah he's freaking out first of all Do you have to be a legal gun owner and bring your gun or just be a legal gun owner? I think the bring your gun part was implied. Mm. Okay, that's fair. So he's asking for protection tonight. Yeah. He He needs our services. He does. He does. I'll be like, oh. Yeah, and I'll be like. chest pump. And they'll be like, get these girls out of here. They are (laughs) fucking annoying. Oh, poor John. He needs us. Yeah, he does. Well, he did. So the next day, January 17th. John writes an open letter to the Department of Justice and the FBI, and he claims that he's being targeted by the Fresno Police Department because they're trying to frame him as a child molester, because he spoke out against them, and then he goes into some like rambling and bamblings about how none of us have free speech here, it's all government run, Okay. they're trying to like cover the shit uh, up. Ah yes, North Korea and Fresno. Yes, they're in on it together. It's basically what he's getting at. And I read this, and it was, like, kind of babbling and all over the place. Okay. I mean, so he's, he did, like, not mentally Dude is okay. freaking the fuck out. But I guess I would be, too. But he's also somebody who says outlandish things and is okay with, like, yeah. the response of that. There's no call to action in the letter for, like, the Department of Justice or FBI to do anything. It's just like, hey, this is fucked up. Okay. And then on January 20th, a few days later, he was dead. What? Yep. So here's what happened on January 20th. (gasps) Okay. I'm excited. All of this information came from the coroner's report because it was like the most detailed and interesting. Okay. So I'm just going to rattle off my bullet points here. Get it. There were reports from a passerby on the street who was not identified that the house, that John's house, had smoke coming out of it. Okay. And so the fire department was called and they arrive and they find that all of the doors and the windows are barricaded. Oh, they're boarded up, basically. Okay. On the inside or the outside? Oh, I actually didn't catch that part. That would be really weird if it was the outside, because I feel like that would be something that the passerby would also notice there. Yeah, like <laughs> the the windows are boarded up. <laughs> yeah, like That's this true. house is boarded up and on fire. That's a very good point. I bet it was on the inside, because they, they said that even using an axe, it was hard to get into the house. Oh, God. And then when they got into the house, there were like doorways leading to the kitchen and stuff. They were also barricaded. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was hard to get in there. So he was, like, trapped in one section of his house then, right? Well, so the fire department gets in. Eventually, they, like, axe down the door. They get in. And I guess that first room they walk into is the living room. And then he was found in the kitchen, which I guess is the next room over that was barricaded. And. The actual coroner's report doesn't say it was barricaded, but it notes that there were, like, boards on the floor. Like, they had to break through to get into the kitchen. Okay. And Sean was found unresponsive on the floor. And the police department pick him up and, like, carry him out the door. And as they're carrying him out, they notice that he has blood on his shirt. Oh, no. And so when they look, he has three stab wounds on the abdomen. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So they start CPR on him. And they, like, take him to the hospital, but he gets to the hospital, and they pronounce him dead. It wasn't successful. oh Also, side fun note, one of the life-saving techniques that they did was, I guess they put, like, a tube, because he had a collapsed lung. Oh. From one of the stab wounds. Oh. okay. And so like, they put, like, a tube in there to, like, drain it from you, like, drowning on your own blood. Oh, my God. something. Did he have, like, a pulse and everything when they started this? When they found him? No, because they started CPR, and if you start CPR, you don't have a pulse. But they were, like, banned. Don't you they have sh- a pulse, but you're not breathing? Maybe. No, that's, that's, that's really respiratory know. arrest. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me pull out my medical knowledge. Yeah. But they had, like, bandages over his wounds and stuff, so they were, like, doing CPR and trying to stop the bleeding and everything. They were trying to save this guy's life. Mm, okay. But it wasn't successful. So he was, like, recently stabbed, though, because the things were still bleeding. Like, he wasn't, like... Exactly, and what's interesting is the coroner reports that, like, when he or she walked into the house in the living room, there was a mattress on the floor, and the house was in obvious disarray. Which, I mean, it was on fire. but Yeah. I mean, he, can, he or she. And corner. it was also boarded up, so there were boards everywhere. Yeah. The corner came in after the fire, but still, it sounded like the house was not kept. And there was a mattress on the floor, so typical bachelor had. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, I'm not going to use bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, fuck bedrooms. Maybe he just felt safer in, like, the One living room. room. Yeah. Maybe. And he, like, boarded himself up. But yeah. there was, like, a bunch of blood on the mattress Ugh. or a significant amount of blood on the mattress and then in the kitchen where he was found, there was a little bit of blood. Okay, so he was, like, stabbed on the mattress then. I would or think so. Do you think whatever? He, I'm not sure where in a stabbing you produce the most amount of blood. Ooh, you know what? Actually, it don't... I mean, I don't really know, but it takes a minute for things to start to bleed. Yeah. But not that long if they're, like, deep. I don't know. I don't know either. I also don't know if the lungs bleed more or not. Ugh. Gross. Ugh. I never want my lungs to bleed. So the paramedics try to revive him. It obviously isn't successful. They get him to the hospital. He's pronounced dead, and they call the coroner in. And the coroner comes in, and John is already in a body bag. Okay. Zipped up on a gurney. Okay. And he unzips the body bag and notices that he's naked. The coroner puts paper bags around John's hands and taped it up to, like, preserve any kind of evidence. So they start to perform the autopsy, and these are the final findings for cause of death in the autopsy report. Okay. I'm ready. The cause of death is, A, inhalation of smoke and soot. Okay. B, fire. What? And then other conditions, multiple stab wounds. Was he burned? He didn't have any actual burns on him, but he did have a lot of soot on him. And a lot on his upper lip. And I guess, like, his nasal cavities were very red and irritated from breathing in smoke. Oh. Also, the three stab wounds in his abdomen... None of them punctured anything like a critical organ in a way that you that caused his death. So, technically his heart had been stabbed a little bit. Oh, it sounds pretty critical. <laughs> yeah, but there's like a sac around your heart and there was some blood in there, but it didn't like stab into any like oh. important ventricles or arteries or anything like okay. that. Okay. It was injured, obviously, but he wouldn't have died from that. And so, they okay. also say that the blood in the sac around the heart could have been caused from CPR. Oh. Like, because the blood in his lungs and in his cavity, there was a lot of blood in there, and they think that the CPR just kind of helped pump the blood around. Ugh. And so it's really hard to tell if the stab was deep enough to cause that or if the CPR is what caused. The coroner didn't claim that the cause of death was from the stabbing. Okay. Okay. And so... So it's like smoke inhalation was the main cause Yeah, the cause of of death death was smoke inhalation. And then the coroner says that it isn't the coroner's opinion, he or Uh she, that the death was a matter of suicide. So they think that this guy set his house on fire, stabbed himself and then died in the kitchen. Okay. After boarding himself up in the kitchen, maybe maybe he stabbed and set it on fire. I'm not quite sure what Was there any part of the house that wasn't like boarded up that someone like if this was a murder that someone could have like left? Ooh, I didn't see... They didn't really specify how many rooms there were or which ones were boarded. The corner only talks about, like, the rooms that he or she walked into. So, like, they walked into the front room, saw it was a mess and there was blood. Walked into the kitchen, saw that, like, there was blood where the body was. Okay. Okay. And that they were boarded up and the kitchen windows were boarded up. If somebody had murdered him, did they, like, break in, do all this stuff, and then escape and, like, board up a window? Or maybe there was, like, an easy way in and out, and the poli- or the fire department didn't find it. Yeah, right, because they had to break down this door. Yeah, they were, like, or the busy, I was, like, all, all hands on deck, let's get through this door. We gotta get through this one. Sir, there's a window. We gotta get through this one. Yeah, I feel like they would at least send one person to go look around, so... Yeah, scout I would out the think back. logically there's not another easily escapable way. But what if the person... Well, it would be dumb to hide in the house if you set it on fire. Yeah, because then you're going to die. But it also seems really dramatic to commit suicide by stabbing yourself. I don't think that would be how I would go. If I was going to kill myself, I wouldn't stab myself. That sounds like probably the last thing I would A do. A god-awful way to do it. Yeah. Right? And plus he's like, hey, these fuckers are after me and they have access to my house. Yeah. John's terrified for his life oh another interesting point initially when the fire happened and they had the fresno i think it was a fire department personnel come forward and he was explaining what was found at the scene they said that a spokesperson for the fire department stepped forward and he said we found a male victim and he'd been stabbed in the abdomen and the upper back Oh. But then the coroner's report doesn't actually report any stabbings on the upper back, but I also read somewhere that this was actually the second revised version of the coroner's report that they actually published. Okay. And based off of all the weird shit I've seen on TV, I am actually would not be surprised if that were the case, because coroners kind of like go along with the maybe police department or the kind of persuaded into saying a certain thing yeah which is Mm. unfortunate but could be the case but here's the thing Uh uh-huh tell me the thing so the police and fire department whoever the investigators discover that he had cameras on the inside of the house so there's video footage on the inside of the house oh but okay a day before his death the cameras cut out what what The last thing that's on this video is John sitting on the couch, and he has a giant knife in his hand, and he, like, displays the Mm. knife to the camera. Do they know if that's the murder weapon or the knife that stabbed him? I don't know. The coroner's report looks at three knives, but I didn't read anywhere that, like, he was found with a bunch of knives around his body or anything, but they obviously sent three knives to the coroner to be like, which of these knives could have caused these stab wounds? Yeah. And in the report, it says like, one of the bread knives that had a serrated edge could likely have caused these, but never says any of them definitely caused them or anything. Okay. But the other two were ruled out as, like, no, and it said like, the serrated bread knife could likely cause these type of injuries. Okay, but they, I mean, they would know if the knives had, like, blood Blood on him I know because if you're gonna stab yourself you're not gonna go clean up your knife I mean fuck he like boarded himself up in the kitchen <laughs> if that's, that's if true. he stabbed himself he nothing I don't... else to do with clean his knives let so do the dishes okay but wait so he shows the knife to his camera and then he goes into another room where he leaves the knife I don't know and then he comes back out and walks up to the camera and turns it off and that's the last footage on there Okay. Weird, right? Super weird. So they're claiming it's a suicide. It's a little shady to me that it could be a suicide. Like, there's some things that maybe somebody busted in and stabbed him and escaped. I don't know. It's weird either way you look at it. Okay, yeah. But the guy, like we've been saying this whole time, for sure he was paranoid. Because even in the videos, I went through and I watched some of the videos. And in the videos, each one of the things that happened have a somewhat rational explanation that could have occurred. Oh no. Yeah, like the police cars parked outside his house. There's like three cruisers out there with the men yeah, standing yeah. out there. He lived on a busy street. Maybe they were like responding to a call. It which didn't. is why he should have gone out and been like, hey man. Yeah, right? Come <laughs> on, John. Get it together. Yeah. You could have saved us so much anguish. Right. Um. Another one where the video with the policeman conditioning his dog. Mm-hmm. He writes like, obviously in a police uniform, obviously conditioning my dog. But when I watch it. It looks just like a guy. He's in darker clothes. It could be a uniform. I can't tell. It's at night. And it's a guy walking along the fence with a German shepherd. And his dog does go up and, like, sniff them and stuff. But, like, it could just be somebody walking his dog. It wasn't obvious to me. And then the other one where the fan with the camera pulls up. Mm Mm-hmm people who are familiar with video cameras and stuff came forward and they were like i don't know if that's a thermal imaging camera it could just be like a rig used for cameras that like freelance video people who like submit their videos to the sundance festival okay those kind of things they could have just been pulling up to record like a still of his house to use it in their movie which would still be pretty coincidental yeah but i guess it is pretty common because you're supposed to have a permit to do that and so they'll pull up get the shot they need and drive away oh okay okay instead yeah. of like setting up and whatever. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I haven't seen this video of his house in any yeah, in my any Sundance film, film festival, festival thing. <laughs> Independent and films. Anyway, so that's the end of that. That's what happened to John Lang. It's still weird. A lot of activists, people who support him and conspiracy theorists, have come forward and said like they think that this really happened and that the police p- department killed him and set him up and they've been signing petitions for like the government to look into the matter oh my so, god yeah i said goddamn. god damn i said god all right well wow that's my story wow that's intense we're never gonna know what happened Ugh, this whole unsolved thing in our podcast is gonna be a little bit of a drain on us huh? <laughs> i know right <laughs> So if you guys know what happened to John Lang, let us know. Tweet at us. You know, if you murdered him or anything. Yeah. Please let us know. We just need to know. Uh, maybe, like, turn yourself in. Mm-hmm. But then tweet us, too. Yeah. So that You can know. reach us on Twitter at ISGDPodcast. Or we have a Gmail. It's podcast at gmail.com. So you guys can... Tweet us or email us anything that you want us to cover, any discrepancies you might have, or yeah. just to tell us that we're awesome. We probably have discrepancies. Ooh, tell us we're awesome. But that also feels- tell us we're awesome on like iTunes. Yeah. Reviews. Oh, yes, please rate us on iTunes. That's really important, guys, if you want us to keep doing this. We got to get rated on iTunes. Yeah. And also, we just want to know that you, you want us to us. keep doing please it. Please <laughs> love us. We need so much love. We need attention. Also, just so you know, we've been like on twitter already and we have so many followers already and you guys are so amazing you pump us up all the time every time you get a tweet like aaron and i are like oh like screenshotting and sharing with each other and tell like did you know that this person did this and i have like a list of people that are like let me know when it comes out when we drop our album in (laughs) itunes and i'm fucking tweeting at every one of you goddamn people so that you can know and listen because we are so excited to share this it is really exciting to wake up every morning and see all of the people who have tweeted at us or retweeted our stuff or guys are just awesome. following us yes you're awesome and we do this shit for you this one's for you man this one's for you for the so homies keep amping us up we need our hype men you're our hype men and women and we love you until next time bye